Hello and welcome to Shoot the Hostage. I'm Sarah. And I'm Dan. We're a movie show that delves into a different film each week based around a theme. This season, the theme is cops. Like all good podcasts, this show contains explicit language and mature content, as well as major spoilers for the movie that we're covering. So, season one, episode one, mm. and we are covering John Woo's Hard Boiled. Not Hard Target. Not Hard Target. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what other movies begin with the word hard? <laughs> hard Rain. Hard, Obviously Hard Rain, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, um, let me Google Hard that. Eight. Hard Eight. Hard Candy. Ooh. Yeah. There's quite a lot of films that start with the word yeah. hard. But we're doing hard boiled. Yeah, yeah, we're only covering one of them. Hard <laughs> yeah. boiled. Is it two words or one word? It's two words. Directed by John Woo. Yep. Came out in nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, just before John Woo swapped Hong Kong for New Orleans in the other hard movie, Hard Target. <laughs> yeah. Um, a year later, that came out, and actually, Hard Target was my first exposure to John Woo. I would was say. It? Yeah, because I was probably about ten when I saw that. I'm going to embarrass myself and probably horrify you mm. by admitting that I've still never seen Hard Target. Ooh, okay. I'm sure you're going to rectify that sometime in the near future. Very soon. <laughs> it's a bunch of fun. Um, Immediately seen... after recording, in fact. Yeah, yeah. it's already on now. <laughs> yeah. um, what other John Woo movies are there that you've seen? Right, uh, okay. Broken Arrow, you've seen that I've one? seen Broken Arrow. I've seen Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> I would say... Oh, Look, this is embarrassing. You're going to have to pick up a lot of the slack this episode because my John Woo knowledge is quite limited. Okay. And embarrassingly, very limited to his um, American back catalogue. Um, I don't know an awful lot about the man. My first exposure was Hard Target. Yeah. Like Bro- Broken Arrow when it came out. Mm-hmm. Love Face Off. Probably. Oh, like... Face Off. Of course I've seen Face Off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm the one person that, that actually likes Mission Impossible 2. Um, <laughs> we found it! <laughs> yeah, because it's a John Woo movie. It's, 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 is, is it cheesy? Yes. Is it corny? Yes. Does it work entirely? No, but it's fun. Bit of gunplay and some white doves. <laughs> and you're sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of gunplay, bit of gun Um I enjoy it a lot. But my most of my exposure has been, unfortunately, the American yeah. uh, movies. And in fact, um, I hate to admit it, Hard Boiled, when we watched it for the show the other day, it's yep. the first time I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. And it's the first Same. John Woo movie I've, I've seen that was made before Hard Target. So I've never seen a foreign language John Woo movie either. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a great start to our show, isn't it? Just exposing ourselves as a couple of Luddites <laughs> that don't do subtitles very often. <laughs> yeah, but that's the main reason. Because obviously when I was a kid and I was watching Face Off and Broken Arrow and Hard Target, I loved them. Um, and I was aware of Hard Boiled, but a very lazy teenage boy. I just wasn't interested in subtitles. That's fair. But it's kind of serving me well later on in life because now I've got all of these movies that I haven't oh, that seen. You, yeah. Um, that I'm going to enjoy. And it's, as we get older, it becomes more and more difficult to find movies that you haven't seen what are good. This is very true. So I'm kind of excited by that. And there's a few others actually that came out before Hard Boiled. 
Um, there's also, a, uh, just just quickly, there's a Hard Boiled 2. Am I remembering that hard, correctly? Hard Boiled 2. But was that was that John Woo or was that somebody else? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I might have just made that up. <laughs> I thought he was going to make I thought he was going to make some kind of joke. I thought it was going to be some sort of wordplay. No, this word is the first of his famous egg-based trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> so Starting with Hard Boiled. Um, leading on into scrambled and poached, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, no. so between us, then our knowledge of John Woo movies extends to only English-based John <laughs> yeah. movies. Yes, we're cretins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this might be controversial, but I think it's probably a good time to sort of state that yes, this is a subtitled movie. Mm. No, I don't think the dialogue is all that important. No. <laughs> I was very confused for a lot of it, but I was having a whale of a time. Well, it's quite um, kind of, I'm undercover, no, you're undercover. Are we oh, both we're undercover? all undercover. Yeah, <laughs> you're not undercover anymore. Maybe Tony's undercover. I think I just shot an undercover cop. Um, so it's quite, it's kind of difficult to follow, but doesn't really matter you've got your two main leads and then there's a bunch of great action sequences okay really long action sequences but yeah you're there's right, like three main it. ones which i'm sure we're going to discuss at length yeah um but before we do that do you want to give a rundown for the uninitiated villain brief synopsis all right so 1992 126 minutes long uh, the synopsis is a cop who loses his partner in a shootout with gun smugglers goes on a mission to catch them. In order to get closer to the leaders of the ring, he joins forces with an undercover cop who's working as a gangster hitman. They use all means of excessive force to find them. Yeah, they do use all means of excessive <laughs> force to find them. Yeah, that's factually accurate. And yeah. I deeply regret not reading that before watching the film. Because <laughs> I think it would have made a lot more sense. I'd have, I would have been a lot less confused for the first hour. Okay. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's just about um, Charion Fat as a gun-happy sad boy who just can't keep a best friend. Yeah, <laughs> that's about the size of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a policeman. He's a, He's kind of like, he's quite laid back. He's an interesting hero he's not uptight i find often that heroes in movies are quite uptight and kind of focused yeah. on their goal either they're doing a bit of revenge or something they're just and, thinking about the job whereas he's like well job comes first but also jazz yeah <laughs> he loves a clarinet <laughs> um that's how this movie starts isn't it is with cherry on fat playing it wasn't a promising start jazz is never a good start no, i'll be honest no agreed I was worried. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw the clarinet, I was like, oh no. Is it a clarinet or a saxophone? It was... Some sort of... Wood... Instrument. Wind-based <laughs> instrument. Yeah. Is it is a clarinet a woodwind? I want to say yes. Or is that a brass wind? A brass wind. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a brass wind is a thing. Is okay. it? Yeah, I thought that was what tubers are. That's just brass. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so musical-based opening scene... Thankfully, doesn't last too long, or at least it's not too long before we get an action sequence. Oh, it's like immediately after. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, in that first action sequences, in that first action sequence, mm -hmm. there are actually John Woo's signature always birds in his movies, and there's a bunch of caged birds in that first action sequence in the tea room, I believe it is. It is a tea room, and I actually looked into this because yeah. I was confused, and obviously that's. Um, it's a cultural difference because we do not have that here. What? Um, Birds in tea rooms. Yeah. 
Have you ever been to a tea room with birds in? No. Well, have you ever been to a tea room? I've never been to a tea room. <laughs> you don't strike me as the tea room no. type. We have cat rooms, don't we? Don't we cat, cat cafes. Yeah. yeah. Cat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but in Hong Kong, um, it is a thing. So this is stolen directly from IMDb trivia. Okay. Before anybody accuses me of blatant plagiarism. In with the trivia straight away. Yeah. Um, so in, in Hong Kong, there are classic tea houses where the city's older populace can escape their tiny apartments, drink, eat, um, and let their pet birds socialise. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, but it's just the cutest thing I've ever heard. Let them socialise. A lovely idea of just two birds like, hey, Gary, did you see <laughs> last night? What, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Bird so that's caps. like initially I was just like, this is madness. So what you're saying is that hard boiled is based on fact. Um <laughs> bird and tea room fact, mm. but not gun fact. And the laws of physics are also <laughs> not obeyed. <laughs> no. I don't think this movie's ever heard of physics. No. Um but that's the or style. reloading. Or, or, well, no, there's a bit of reloading. I mean, if you count the bullets, then probably you think, oh, I should have reloaded like eight times. Oh, yeah, no. During this sequence. I but looked there's in, some reloading. I looked into this extensively because that <laughs> definitely struck something that struck me while watching. I was yeah. just like, I'm sure, like, I am no gun expert. I've never even held a gun. Um, but I have very basic knowledge on how many rounds certain guns can hold. Mm. Um, and apparently John Woo's kind of been quoted as saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We find, um, he finds like reloading and all the the minutiae that keeps things grounded mm. to, he, he thinks it grinds the action to a halt. Okay. So he just says. Nah, screw it. Yeah, be damned. I sort of respect that. I mean, you've got things, um, obviously a movie that was heavily influenced by uh, John Woo style and the gung fu gun gung fu gun fu stuff john wick john wick actually takes time to reload and you, you can see yeah. him reloading that's kind of part of the action i enjoy it but i understand what john Woo's going for he doesn't want to slow down because it's very fast-paced action it's yeah. carnage there's explosions everywhere people <laughs> jumping in through windows and everywhere you can see but it makes sense because i know that he's kind of taking the old trope of kung fu movies using swords and stuff like that and mm -hmm. he's just replacing them with guns yeah basically. so you don't reload a sword so why am i reloading <laughs> i mean he seems quite self-aware from what i've read in that he doesn't kind of necessarily view his films as high art or anything he, no. he sees them as uh, he sees them for what they are which is just high octane action yeah. set pieces yeah so i think for those reasons yeah absolutely the right call yeah it is it, it is an art form. Like it, a lot of his films and his action sequences feel kind of like a dance. But he's right; they are popcorn movies. Yeah. You want to be entertained. You're not going there to learn anything. And I would argue that although he did a lot of research, apparently he interviewed actual members of the police force, detectives. I don't think they were going for realism. No. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of it was quite silly. A lot of it was far fetched. The action sequences, the plot even. I don't know much about um, triads and all that sort of thing, but I would imagine they probably wouldn't hide their guns in a hospital. <laughs> um, yeah, I would go out on a limb and <laughs> agree know. with you there. What if the Joker blows up the hospital? <laughs> this would never fly with the <laughs> NHS. <laughs> 
No, it wouldn't. You'd never be able to get into the hospital to retrieve the guns. You'd be <laughs> so, waiting seven months for an appointment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I also read that the the hospital itself was constructed. I don't I don't know what the external shots were. I assume an actual hospital, apart from when it blows up. <laughs> um, but the interior was built on um, an empty Coca Cola bottling facility. Okay. And that was also the warehouse from that scene. Right. And I think it tripled as something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, going, going back to the start. So the tea room. Mm. I mean, that is such a an explosive way to start a movie. Yes. Jazz aside. Jazz aside, yeah. Jazz aside sounds like a really shit B-movie horror. <laughs> Where so many murders people with a clarinet. <laughs> I like it. Well, it sounds a bit hard to watch that. I was thinking more along the lines of some kind of 90s fad diet slash jazz dance. Well, that would be jazz size, right? Yeah. Does that already Which exist? It, may, it probably exists, oh, okay. right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tea room, tea room shootout. Good action scene. Like it. Enjoyed it. He's jumping over chairs. You get the signature stuff. Two guns. Slow motion. Yeah. Um, it's just carnage straight away and it, it, it lets you know what movie you're watching mm-hmm. immediately and I appreciate that. Apparently that was written and shot before there was a script for the rest of the film. Okay. Which is an interesting way of doing things. Yeah. So do you reckon that he just wrote that then, just put some cool things in the scene, cherry on fat's got a little cocktail stick <laughs> in his mouth, um, plus birds, and they, he just kind of took that scene and then developed all these characters around that scene? I hope so. I hope that's how it worked. Yeah. I know there was some collaboration in the intro because um, some of the stuff was um, improvised or they thought of it on set, like the sliding... I fucking love the sliding down the banister thing. Yeah, it was very cool. That was excellent. Um, The flower to the face. (laughs) Yep. That was improvised. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I, I always kind of assume whenever I watch a film that there's a very clear vision mm. that a script happened and then everything else followed. So it's really interesting to hear about projects that absolutely just say, fuck that. <laughs> We're going to be mavericks. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't say that was obvious from watching it. No, not at all. I think it's, I think it's probably, listen, I've never made a movie. But I think it's probably a good idea to sort of lock in what you want to do, well, but yeah. also leave enough room to improvise because you've got a bunch of yeah. creative people on set. You've got stunt coordinators and actors and directors and writers and DPs and so on and so forth. And you've they've all got their own ideas. So like on a day, something can inspire you. And so so that sliding down the banister is actually that's one of the most memorable. That's that's one of the images that I'll remember for, about this film. Me too, yeah. There's three or four probably, but that's definitely mm-hmm. one of them. So it's interesting that that was just kind of like, oh, should we just slide down the banister? Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently that is how John Rue likes to work. Because okay. uh, I, I haven't verified this, but I did read that he prefers to film his uh, movies in sequence mm. so that he can make them better okay. as he goes along. Okay, I wonder why he screwed up paycheck so much. <laughs> I don't blame Sean for that. I don't know. Maybe he just got to that point in his career like a lot of directors do and just start phoning it in. <laughs> How much money? <laughs> All right. 
in the John Carpenter and Dario Argento <laughs> route. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to keep making them, but oh God, I can't be asked. Yeah, you can't make a 12A John Woo movie. I suppose you can call it Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> but it, 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 I enjoy that movie, but it doesn't work as well as these hard boils and hard targets because it's a lot of it is blood splatter and squ- yeah. how many squibs are going off in this movie oh my god I think I, that was one of my notes <laughs> just like what was the squib budget yeah a squib tally count <laughs> I know what the body count was what was the body count 307 ooh what in the first scene <laughs> yeah first scene alone <laughs> same <include> the birds <laughs> oh I like to think the birds survived yeah they probably just flew away well they've got that advantage over humans <laughs> and they're a, they're Harder to shoot. That should have been hard target. Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they did fly away, though, they've been conditioned to live in a cage, so they'll probably die in the wild immediately. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, you're such a cynic. That <laughs> went way darker than I anticipated. <laughs> I prefer to call it a realist. Um, all right, well, I guess I'm going to be the optimist in this scenario and assume that all the birds are still happily living out in the wild. Okay. The birds are fine. They formed a community. <laughs> It's still going strong to this day. <laughs> um, how many dead bodies? 307. 307, apparently. Wow. Yeah. Well, we... Okay. <laughs> That's Hence, a lot of carnage. That is a lot of carnage. At least most of them were already at the hospital at the end of the movie. What do you mean, at least? <laughs> you go to hospital um, to get better, Dan. <laughs> well, or dead. You, you go... I mean, they've got a morgue in hospitals, so... Yeah, but that's like worst case scenario. Yeah. That's not why people go to hospital. That's why dead people go to hospital. <laughs> it's part of the reason why dead people go. Anyway, we're getting off track. 300 dead people. Yeah. Most of them killed by um, chowing on fat. Um, and also undercover undercover friend power men. Don't, please don't ask me anybody's names. You know this is a major blind spot for me. All I remember is that Cherry on Fat's pseudonym was Tequila. Yeah, so Cherry on Fat, we, Fat we've got um, Tequila. And Tony Leong, Alan. Alan. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure in our um, subtitle version, they referred to him as Long. Yes, they did. So Tequila and Long. Right. Yeah. Team up. Tequila and Long. Long Tequila. That sounds like a better version of like Hobbs and Shaw or something. Mm, yeah, I guess There was so. a body cop movie in there Weekend, somewhere. Weekend at Bernie's 2 is a better version of <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> dragging around a dead weight for the entire film. <laughs> Except in that case it was the script. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish band. <laughs> Which one's the dead weight? The Rock or Jason Statham? Who can tell? Oh, God. Take your pick. Um... I know which Ooh. one I would choose. Go on. The Rock. The Rock. I, I prefer Statham. Do you? I, I think Statham's a better action star than The Rock. I'll never forgive him for his appalling accent in The One. I'll never forget <laughs> the that. The One. I will never forget that as long as <laughs> I, I live. Leave The One alone. That's no. That's a fun movie. I will not. <laughs> it's terrible, it's but it's trash. fun. I like it a lot. Um, where were we? Yeah. I, sorry. Stylistically... Mm. I will say that I was not immediately sold on this film. Mm -hmm. It seemed like, I don't know if I just got used to the style or if it improved as the film wore on, Mm. but I feel like that opening in terms of visuals was the weakest part. Yes. I think the action was incredible, but visually I wasn't sold. Yeah. I think there was some really strange editing choices. 
um, the slow-mo started to do my head in. Mm. Like, they took it a step further than Garth Marenghi. <laughs> Everything with dialogue was also <laughs> considered for slow motion in this. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know, I found that to be a little bit too much. Okay. I I enjoyed that. Okay. I uh, was, I kind of had my reservations initially, but mm-hmm. as the movie went on, I kind of got more and more into it. It's interesting that when John Woo did had his stint in America that that was him actually toned down because yeah this movie is just if you took the slow motion out it would probably be a 90 minute movie yeah for sure um (laughs) but as the as the film went on i kind of got more and more into it and that could partly be play to what you were saying to your point just then that i think the action did improve i think the cinematography improved i think maybe they just because you say that they shot it in sequence as well well yeah maybe this is like because they because they filmed the opening before they even had a script yeah. perhaps they're like maybe the, the the entire budget wasn't in place yeah. uh could have been any number of reasons maybe the crew changed yeah um i i, I think i i was enjoying the film and then when it got to the warehouse scene and it cuts to the motorbikes approaching the warehouse. Oh, that looked great. That was when I was... Yeah, that's when I noticed... I, this actually looks good. Like, yeah. It's gone from looking a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> to looking, no, it's it looking did. really good. You don't have to say and it that, quietly. It did. It looked pony. And it could... That, I mean, it's. Uh, it was made in the early 90s. I On a budget of about four to four and a half million. Was it? I believe, okay. yeah. Okay, so four million quid's worth of squibs and then half a million quid's <laughs> worth of cherry on fat. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it did. I did find that it, I, it got better looking as yeah. the film went on. I wonder what, what if that had anything to do with the lighting. Um, the stuff in the dark seemed to look really good. The dimly lit scenes seemed to look better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when those motorbikes were approaching, I was just like, oh, okay, this is yeah. really a good scene. I'm Same. in for this. Um, that entire was. piece of action was just yeah. insanity. Yeah. And I was here for it. <laughs> We're probably skipping a little bit ahead. We are. So we've got we've, the... we've not we've completely glossed over the um, the hit in the library. Oh yeah. Cherry and fat or tequila oh, rather was doing some of his uh, damn good detective work. <laughs> he found the book. I did really respect that the um, the assassin used a silencer in the library though. <laughs> You've got to respect the rules, even yeah. in murder. Well, you don't want to risk getting fined by the librarian. Do no. You? Or shushed. Yeah. We're still so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that that um that library scene? I thought that, that library scene amused me because when they're on their way to the library, there was actually a bunch of slow motion of just him walking into the library. Yeah, <laughs> like going through the turnstile, just like slow motion. I was like, oh my god, is this whole thing slow? <laughs> yeah, like we've been to a library before. Yeah. We don't need it slowed down. Is he going to go to the loo and like put the hand dryer on in slow motion? <laughs> hair's blowing around in the wind um yeah but um so long is undercover Mm -hmm. with the triads he seems to he's kind of working for a a triad boss who he seems to have quite a good relationship with or at least they respect each other yeah yeah he seemed nice like a a, quite a a mild-mannered paternal type yeah. For a triad boss. Well, I actually said, <laughs> oh, there are worse people than you. Yeah. Um, so he seemed like quite a nice gangland murderer. <laughs> yeah. So Long says, you know, I'm never going to betray you. 
But then... But he had his fingers crossed behind his back when he said it. He did, because he immediately <laughs> traded him. Yeah. <laughs> and he went and um, he went and started working for Rival Gang, who was paid... Hey, well, who basically becomes the film's big bad. Yeah. Um, and I have to admit that I think that guy was horribly miscast. Really? Because he didn't look like a triad boss. He looked like he should have been like overseeing detention in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> Do you not know I mean? think? Well, he, he didn't look scary in the slightest. I thought he was all right. I thought actually one of my points was going to be one thing about John Woo movies is that I find them villains to be memorable. Oh, disagree. Okay. I did like Mad Dog though. Mad Dog was interesting, yeah. I like him. Basically, um, apparently that guy was um, a big action star mm. in Hong Kong in the 1970s. Right. Um, and at that point in his career was mostly doing choreography and stunts, Mm. um, which was supposed to be his role on this film. But John Woo persuaded him to take more of an active role. Yeah. Yeah. And he was great. He was a really good presence. Mm. Um, And kind of shades of grey, he wasn't wasn't a great bloke. I mean, he shot many people. He shot (laughs) 120 of the 307. But it was interesting. He made some interesting character choices. Well, it wasn't that mo- there was a moment towards the end in the hospital where he purposely didn't shoot um, kind of collateral damage, basically yeah. patients in the hospital. Yeah, which was, as you say, quite interesting. Yeah, moral ambiguity. Well, kind of. He was a bad dude. He was a bad guy. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just wasn't. It wasn't in the mood for gunning down victims here, there, and everywhere. He just wanted yeah. to shoot the person that he needed to shoot and yeah. be done with his day. And go I can up. respect that. And have some toast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Johnny Wong mm-hmm. is the main bad guy. Long has to kill his original boss to kind of prove his worth to his new boss, right? Kind of. Yes. Um, because new boss is taken over. He mm-hmm. needs to kill all of the old guard and take over that territory, mm-hmm. etc. And that's what's happening in a warehouse. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I didn't fully comprehend that until it was actually happening. Okay. And I had a bit of a, like, I felt stupid for a hot <laughs> second. I had a real moment where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll be honest, some of the dialogue was super confusing. And there's a lot of really odd stuff where they, like, Tequila goes to the police office and he's kind of talking to his boss and then interacting with what we later find out is his girlfriend or mm. ex-girlfriend. Madam. Madam. Mm. Is that a name or is that like a code name? I think it's a code name. Tequila and Madam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Letterbox, she's listed as Teresa Chang. Oh, right. There we go then. That makes far more mm. sense. <laughs> but they were kind of referring to each other by code names. And I was like, well, this is weird. And then they started singing and it got even weirder. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> talking going about on. flowers. I don't know what's happening with the singing. There's, well, there's some of this movie that I didn't get, but ultimately it doesn't matter. I picked up on that stuff after a little while because obviously it was um, code. Basically the notes that they were singing had um, an appropriate number yeah. assigned to them. Mm. So the code was based on the notes yeah. in the songs okay. and they had to figure it out so that other people wouldn't be able to decipher it. Got you. So they were like singing... There's a crime happening in the warehouse. <laughs> I mean... Let her go and zip line into the warehouse. <laughs> Cherry on fat. I would argue that that would be fairly easy to decipher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, you've got to translate it. Obviously, mine's not in code because I don't know the code. But yes, on on the along those lines, okay. you're on the right track. Um, but yeah, speaking of the warehouse scene, in addition to the squib budget, I would like to see the purchase order for the grenades. I think I believe it was just one grenade that they reused. I don't know. <laughs> they had to keep running every time they reset. They had to go and grab the grenade. Well, that's demonstrably untrue because Mad Dog holds two at one point. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> Maybe they fixed it in post. <laughs> yeah, they added a CGI grenade in post. Nineteen ninety two CGI grenade. Yeah. Um, yeah, grenades, explosions, general explosions in this really it's insane so much stuff blows up yeah and it's great like half of Hong Kong would be in ruins if this were factual it's insane Um, but it did make me realise how much I miss squibs squibs are great like that's the problem in a lot of I sound really old now but modern action movies is CGI blood. CGI blood, yeah. And even even in the best practical um, stunt-based action movies, mention John Wick again because it's so heavily influenced by John Woo movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, like the action is great and a lot of it's practical, but even but the blood splatter is CGI and I do notice that. I think they've gotten better at it from the first since the first movie. <sighs> Or but, it depends on the project. Some of them are still pretty bad. Yeah, but physical blood spatter—you can't, you can't beat it. Any um, kind of physical effects, as if if something yeah, is tangible, yeah, even if it doesn't look perfect, even if it looks a little bit ropey, it's real. Yeah. So I can suspend disbelief far more than I can. Yeah. For VFX, I mean, it's like you go back now and you watch Mac and Me, and you think, which I do hell, frequently. That <laughs> That looks so realistic. I'm so happy they went down the physical route. If they made Mac and Me now, it would be our CGI. I mean, nobody would make Mac and Me now. They shouldn't have made it back then, they shouldn't I would have made argue. No. As much as it, I hold it dear to my heart. They didn't. Ronald McDonald did. <laughs> it was just... It's just a big tax write-off for Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Yeah. And Skittles. Yeah. Executive producer was the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and Paul Rudd can't be wrong, surely. It's <laughs> a terrible movie. Um, yes, yeah, so practical effects, um, they look great. Mm-hmm. And the stunts. And the stunts are great. Like some of those people were truly throwing themselves through the air. Yes. The commitment to the stunts was yeah. brilliant. That was kind of. You've got the force of the bullets coming out of the gun where they're kind of forcing them out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Um, I was, but like, it's it's just a shame that this is a, an audio I know, because the motion that you were doing while saying that was what made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. Like they, they kind of, th- they kind of in a way, they kind of throw the bullets out mm-hmm. um, sometimes. And then equally, when the bullets are received. (laughs) That's that's the weirdest way I've heard the description of somebody being shot before. What I'm saying is one gives, one receives, all right? Right. You take that how you will. Okay. Um, But no, the the force in which they kind of get shot and their bodies get flung Mm -hmm. is just, um, I don't know, it's really effective. It's, It's such a style and it's so synonymous with John Woo. 
and I just really enjoy it as a style. I love yeah. seeing all of the over-the-top gunplay um, and over-the-top reactions to being shot. Although I've never this been shot, it. so that may, may, <laughs> may well make me crash through a window. We could arrange that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we're recording this. So if like, that's something you'd really like to experience. You're not being very subtle. You're not going to get away <laughs> with it, are you? Well, I couldn't do it. It doesn't matter. Like, you've got the, you've got a motive now. I Well, damn it. You've been motivated. We'll just scrub this from the internet. We'll pretend it never happened. I mean, once it's on the internet, it's always on the <sighs> This is all alleged. If Dan goes missing, I have nothing to do with it. I'd just like to point that out right now. Um, yeah, but as you were saying, like, they definitely 100% said laws of physics be damned. Yeah. But as you say, the, the way people react to receiving a bullet... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It makes it look so much more visceral yeah. and exciting. But that's what he's all about, isn't it? Like yeah. you were saying earlier, it's just, it doesn't matter. It's supposed it's not to thrill. It's not supposed to yeah. be grounded. We're here to do something slightly different um, and just have fun. You know what? You're just going to get a bunch of popcorn and you're going to have some fun in this John Woo movie. Mm-hmm. And he's been so, um, he's influenced so many people and so many movies that have come after that and action movies and I think the action genre as a, as a whole is much better because of his style yeah I mean I, look I'm struggling to think of anything off the top of my head that is clearly directly influenced equilibrium by him yeah okay um, John Wick we, yeah all the John Wick movies <laughs> of which there are four uh, yes. Depending on when you listen to this, there will be five as well. So That's like true. At least and a TV show spin-off. Oh fucking hell! I um, mean, I'm not complaining. I I wonder I wonder if Robert Rodriguez had just watched Hardboiled before shooting Desperado. Um, there's Ooh. a lot of uh, that. In fact, that's what I thought of immediately as soon as the film started okay. even uh, when he was playing the clarinet I was thinking of El <laughs> clarinet slash yeah. saxophone <laughs> brass wind in- instrument um, yeah I thought of Desperado and because obviously I know what John Woo's style is and I know mm-hmm. that you know Desperado is around about that time as well I thought oh, I wonder I wonder if there are any um, influences I wonder if Rodriguez was influenced by it and I bet he was that wouldn't surprise me at all it's been a long time since oh. I've seen Desperado but it wouldn't surprise me it's similar way over the top action yeah. you're throwing your gun about and jumping over things and okay people jumping through windows and stuff yeah it's very similar i mean john woo's a real name yeah like yeah so i think it's safe to say he has earned that spot he's a legend yeah yeah he's a legend yeah and i kind of regret not paying attention to his stuff more um because i had such a blast with this mm. so it's kind of made me want to dig a bit more into his back catalogue yeah. particularly the the Hong Kong based stuff yeah me too and and um, expand on what I was saying earlier about mm-hmm. being exposed now or have access to way more good movies because I'm willing to read subtitled movies now or watch subtitled movies there's a bunch of stuff that I want to see John Woo stuff yes but also Chang and Fat um, some of these stuff Jet Li I'm excited there's okay. a bunch of action stuff that I'm excited to watch Action movies—they're not a bad genre. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch movies with subtitles, action is not a bad way to do it because do a lot f- of the time it doesn't really matter. I was gonna say, do you not find that harder though? Because there's so much going on on screen. Is it not more difficult to then pay attention to what's being said as well? But I guess I think actually the dialogue was—I wouldn't say minimal, but 
it was meant there wasn't really much dialogue while there was shooting going on and there was no. a lot of shooting going on there was a hell of a lot of shooting going on yeah um <laughs> and explosions yes did you know that um hong kong has incredibly strict gun laws no and for that reason they had to import all 200 guns that we used in the film from england <laughs> from england <laughs> yeah this blows my mind i, I know i certainly you was going to say usa no no, they were imported from England and had to be inspected by the Hong Kong police yeah. before they could be used on set. And they, they also had to import um, 100,000 rounds of blanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the budget went. <laughs> 100,000 rounds. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I want to work on a John Woo movie. <laughs> Maybe one day. There's just one department, the gun department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We can get a job on paycheck too. <laughs> yeah. No, I can keep that. Or maybe that was um, maybe that was an ironic name. Why? Because the movie was literally just a paycheck to him. Yeah. It was hidden it in was. plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do it, but I'm gonna have a laugh. <laughs> Good. Good for John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, get that coin. You've earned it. But yeah, so going back to what we were talking about, um, the first scene being filmed before a script was in place there's a lot more to that story mm. so um apparently the script was completely rewritten a week before shooting proper began um and the original plot involved a man poisoning ba- bottles of baby formula i like <laughs> which, it already which was <laughs> yeah i thought you might but uh, apparently it was inspired by true events Ooh. um <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but a little bit darker yeah even though um, i know not to go down that road yeah but um, but John Woo found the idea repugnant oh. and decided to go in a different direction. But that is um, that goes some way to explaining the scene with the babies at the end. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. They were like, oh, we've got to get rid of this poison baby storyline. But I really like... We've but already we paid hired for all the babies. The <laughs> <laughs> chaperones here. They're getting older as we speak. Yeah. We've got to do it quickly. We've paid for all their hotels for the night. <laughs> <laughs> we've paid for all the nappies we've got dummies on set pacifiers yeah choose your lingo okay um, yes I, baby stuff I enjoyed I enjoyed the baby um, action scene actually um, have you seen there's a which there's the ah, Fast and the Furious movie where Jason <laughs> Statham is holding a baby on an aeroplane and doing a bit of fight I I remember him doing a fight on an aeroplane in ah, Fast and the Furious <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's probably the same one. Okay, put, I don't remember there being a baby, but then I don't remember a huge amount about any of those see, films. You might just be confusing Jason Statham with the baby. <laughs> <laughs> it might be what's happening there. Maybe, yeah. maybe. No, but... Um, <laughs> I just thought his stun double was in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Jason Statham does a fight with a baby on a plane. <laughs> With a baby, yeah. that doesn't <laughs> seem evenly matched. <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking babies on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> That's probably been said a lot more than the snakes thing. Right. Um, yeah, but Jason Statham does a fight with a baby, and obviously, it also must have been inspired by Hard Boiled, right? Must have been. Probably, yeah. I don't think I realised until we watched this for the show. 
Um, that there was a baby. <laughs> there was a baby. No, that was the one thing I did know because I'd seen the front cover. <laughs> right, so I yeah. spent an hour and 40 minutes being very confused. <laughs> it's just one of those sad. It's not been a single baby. Yeah. Was this just random? Yeah. Um, it's going to turn into look who's talking. <laughs> oh, God. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. The baby stuff was very odd. That kind of came okay. a little bit out of left field. I get it. Yeah. Because if you're going to have anybody in peril, like everybody's potentially us excluded <laughs> but most people most normal people's biological urge is yeah. to protect the small thing right? most people don't enjoy seeing babies getting shot <laughs> that's a fair statement yes <laughs> yeah um so it makes sense from that perspective yeah but it did read as a bit silly okay i didn't enjoy that stuff as much i was expecting more um, babies more well like you said it's on the front cover yeah he's holding a baby and you think, i thought oh. maybe he was like a new father and that was going to feature <laughs> into the story somehow <laughs> you think it's going to be two undercover cops and a little baby yeah uh, plus steve gutenberg <laughs> yeah i thought it would be more prominent i thought it would be a bigger uh, set piece yeah a la fast and furious because that is mm-hmm. a great action scene so we want about fast and furious movies some of them are good some of them have good stuff in it mm. That is a good. That's a good. That's a good scene. So I thought it was going to be more of like the signature piece, but actually it was, you know, the warehouse stuff, and actually the scene prior to that in hospital, the long take, is my favourite action scene. Maybe they were just while writing the script, they were just like, oh, we're going to have to give our lone female character something to do. <laughs> I know babies. <laughs> the babies. What else is she going to do? Yeah. Unless that... she gets to get someone true but i'm always disappointed like the the movie was such a sausage fest which fine yes but if you're gonna have any female characters don't make them quite as meek or disposable i don't know it's 30 years old i can't get too pissed off but yeah i understand that yeah that was like deduct half a star for Mm, me (laughs) so going back to the um the script apparently the co-writer very sad as you're sniggering. Oh, I was just reading a, a joke I'd written down. Oh, right. That was terrible time. <laughs> it was really bad time. You look tremendously insensitive right now, prior to what I have to say. Um, yeah, he passed away during filming. Yes. Um, Heart attack. Obviously really, really sad. Apparently, John Woo got the news while they were filming the um, the warehouse scene. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the collaborative process was like. I don't know how much of the script he was responsible for. Mm. Um, it makes sense that more than one person wrote this. Don't ask me to elaborate on that point. Okay. <laughs> Let's just move on. Because I've got nothing. But yeah. um, but that makes sense to me. It does feel a little I bit so. schizophrenic in places. Yeah, you've got your action guys and then you've got, oh, well, how are we going to make this? Because it, it probably more, I don't know, but I would imagine probably more starts with set pieces. Like I want to mm-hmm. do, like a rig. I just want to, just all I want to do is see two people's faces swap. <laughs> and then they just write backwards from there. Like all the best movies. Yeah. <laughs> that is the best movies. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, what did you think of the performances? Because I'm not I, I'm not very familiar with any of these actors. Um, Chow Yun-Fat thought, aside. Yeah, good. I, I enjoyed Chow Yun-Fat and I enjoyed Tony Long. He is a f- fucking legend. Um, yeah. I read something in the trivia. Basically, um, one of the scenes 
in the hospital towards the end, he's having the kind of shootout with Mad Dog and they're shooting panes of glass out. Um, and He soiled himself. He didn't soil himself. No. Well, he, that, he may have done. That wasn't in the trivia. Okay. That may have been an additional tidbit. No, I was just guessing. All oh, right. No, um, he was um, he was caught in the eye Ooh, shit. by a shard of glass. Mm. And do you know how long he took off to get medical attention before returning to filming? How long? Um, a day. <laughs> Double hard bastard. Oh, wow. Wow. What a professional. What a pro, yeah. I respect that. Mm. But also, please go to a an optometrist health, as soon as you can. Health first, I say. Yeah. Um, action sequences in movies can come second, I think. Yeah, I that can wait. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I enjoyed both the leads. I thought they were really good. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really good. Um, and I also enjoyed the main villain, and you, you, you didn't so much. I didn't. I, I, I didn't find him remotely imposing or threatening mm. and and i know sometimes that can work better like if people are a bit sort of if the character's kind of pared down and yeah. there's nothing more terrifying than somebody who's really softly spoken and calm mm. like that's way more frightening than somebody who's yelling in your face yeah. but just something about his the way he looked and his demeanor mm. no did nothing for me it worked for me i i because he was kind of he and wasn't don't don't confuse that with me saying it's a bad performance. I don't think no, that. I didn't think you were saying. Okay. Um, what the reason it worked for me is because it, he wasn't kind of immediately shouty shouty. I'm just a villain. He mm-hmm. was like, look, long. You've got a kill your old boss. It's going to be hard. You've got to do it. I'm here for you. I'll kill him for you if you like. <laughs> he was an understanding boss. That's what I'm saying. I'll do a murder. Yeah, I'll do a murder. Um, but, you know, as the film goes on, he gets more and more um, chaotic and kind of loses it a little bit. But it's interesting. I enjoyed that kind of grey area kind of performance in a John Woo movie as well, because you, you fast forward a year and you, you go to Hard Target again. No spoilers for Hard Target, but um, Lance... Lance... He- Henriksen. Lance... Lance Henriksen. <laughs> I'm going to blank on his name. Lance Henriksen is a tour de force in that movie. He is great. It's possibly my favourite Lance Henriksen performance. Wow. He's okay. brilliant. Like, so over the top and just, he's a lunatic. He's got quite a career of solid performances, so that he is has. high praise indeed. Yeah, okay. I don't want to oversell it for you. But... <laughs> Better than Near Dark? Ooh. On a par. Ooh, okay. On a par with Near Dark, yeah. Yeah, we are watching Hard Target immediately after this, oh, then. Near Dark <laughs> and Hard Target, me. double bill. Okay. That would work. <laughs> Lance Henriksen. Um, so I find the villains in John Woo movies to be quite... Obviously, in Broken Arrow and Face Off, it's kind of, you know, John Travolta, and he's he's doing his John Travolta thing, which is fine. Sometimes for the time. works. Yeah. Sometimes doesn't. It's a bit much. Um, it's a bit much. So I guess I kind of appreciated the toned-down villain in this one a bit Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed everyone in this movie. I thought they were all great, and the action was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's definitely one that I'm going to be revisiting. Yeah. If a little bit long, it could Did have you been. Find? Yeah. I, I didn't mind the running time. Well, I, like I said, you know, if you cut some of those slow motion sequences down a little bit, then you probably shave 25 minutes. Of <laughs> yeah, that's so, fair. So, did you know that? When this was released and shown in UK cinemas, it was cut. No. Does that surprise you? No. 
not with you, the BBFC. Yeah, what Evil Dead was banned until ninety-seven, wasn't it? Or something something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this wasn't obviously like video nasty status, but a lot of stuff. I mean, the, is the DVD you've got is it one of the Tartan Asia Extreme? Yes. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff was considered quite controversial, wasn't it, on release? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that it falls under the banner of Tartan Asia Extreme right. kind of tells you what you need to know. Was it the baby piss that they cut out? It wasn't the baby piss. Oh, my God. <laughs> the baby piss. This it, is what I mean about how they, they cannot have played this 100% straight because no, there was some no. weird cartoonish shit that went on yeah. that really kind of... It didn't pull me out of the, the proceedings, but it definitely made me stop and go, right, okay, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Just reassess ever so quickly. That 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 was an odd scene. Yeah. Like he, it made me laugh, don't get me wrong. Tequila catches fire, right? Yeah. He's just on fire. And then he's happy. That's when he's, he's trying to put himself out. Yeah. Um, but the baby pisses on him and, and puts, it puts the fire, fire out. <laughs> so what they're saying is that the baby would piss on Chang on fat if he was on fire. Yes. And he or she did. Yeah, Prince Hill. Mm-hmm. So it's a lady or a... <laughs> or otherwise. Or, or otherwise, yeah. Maybe it was a non-binary baby. Maybe. You don't know. Or NBB, as they call it. <laughs> Is that the terminology? In hospitals, yeah. Right, if okay. If you've got a little check box that says NBB. <sighs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> what was what was, uh, what was cut? What was cut? Um, the only thing I could find um, was the beating of the informer, Little Co., Lost five seconds of um, blows by the, you know, request of the BBFC in all UK versions, with the cinema version missing several of those seconds. Um, There are reports that this footage was accidentally included in the dubbed rental video version, but the DVD editions released after 2001 are completely uncut. Right, good. So I don't know, is that, are we to assume that we watched the completely uncut one then? I think so. I mean, um, I don't know for sure. I think I want to say the DVD is like two thousand two or something. I would be shocked if they left everything else in but removed like three seconds of somebody getting beaten up. Yeah, that would be a very strange choice to remove that and nothing else. Yeah. So yeah. I would I would go out on a limb and say it was probably the uncut version. I hope so. You never really know, do you? There's like some of these movies. There's there's multiple versions. I hope it's the uncut version. I would always yeah, choose to watch the uncut version. Uh, yes, with the exception of Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> I've never seen Cannibal Holocaust, um, but I bet there's some. You'd hate stuff it. That got kind of that. You'd hate it. Oh, it's just the animal abuse. Yeah. No, it doesn't look like it's my kind of movie. That stuff can get in the bin. Yeah. So, any other fact? You got any other trivia? I don't. Okay. I don't. That's me out. So, what what's, what do you reckon on hard-boiled, then, overall? What were you expecting? Did it live up to your expectations? Did it fall short of your expectations? There's just too many questions. I'm going to forget what you've said. <laughs> Did you like it? I, I loved it. Okay. I... Like I say, I spent the first hour quite confused because I didn't know what the plot was. I didn't know what it was going to be. I struggled to follow it a little bit. Mm. It made me feel dumb. <laughs> so I resented the movie for about an hour. Um, 
I was expecting the baby on the cover to feature far more heavily. She thought the baby was going to be like third or fourth build. Um, yeah, I thought maybe that was going to be um, the other undercover cop or something. Yeah. He just went deep undercover as a baby. <laughs> Babies stay out. That's not what that happens in um, I don't. I didn't really have very many expectations, if mm. I'm being honest. Okay. I didn't know much about this film. Um but you've seen John Woo movies. I've seen a few John Woo movies, yes. Yeah. So I had an idea of the scale of the action mm. um, and some, what some of the stylistic choices were going to be. I, Like I said before, I was a little bit surprised when we started watching the film because I thought it looked crap. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the action, but the excessive slow-mo and the fact that it looked like it was filmed on a potato kind mm. of put me off a little bit. And the jazz. And the jazz, yeah, fuck the jazz. Fuck the jazz. Fuck the jazz. Fuck all clarinets. I'm sorry. Um, I feel bad saying that because apparently they included that um, because John Woo loves jazz. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that stuff aside, I I kind of, when I I fully wrapped my head around what was going on, um, I was invested by that point and I was having a lot of fun with it. And the action set pieces were incredible, mm. um, physically impossible, or well, implausible, if not impossible. Yeah. Um, I particularly enjoyed the bit where Long got um, buckshot in his back and then just got up and carried on like nothing had happened. And then two minutes later, Chow Yun-Fat just fucks off into the water like he's Aquaman. <laughs> that really made oh, me yeah. chuckle. <laughs> At the docks, yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I had a really, really fun time with it and I would definitely, definitely watch it again. Good. I'd be more enthusiastic about watching it again now I know what I'm in for. Yeah. Actually. Okay. So what about you? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, I like to rate movies as soon as I've watched them mm-hmm. on Letterboxd so I always give like an immediate um, score do your but scores that, change once all, you've percolated constantly do they, they like, always, <laughs> almost always change okay so what was your immediate rating my immediate rating was 3.5 oh wow because that surprises me does it yeah I thought well, it would be higher for the same reasons that you gave that the start it didn't look great um, jazz the jazz <laughs> it lost the star for the jazz it lost the star for the babies <laughs> <laughs> um, but then gained half a star when the baby pissed on it. <laughs> right. Oh, that gained half yeah. a star. Wow. Um, Lost half a star for the underwritten female role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but I had, a, I had a great time with it. Um, the more I think about it, the more I enjoyed it. I've rewatched some of the action sequences again on Have YouTube. You? Yeah. Oh, and, you're such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and I would definitely like to revisit it. Um, it's not my favourite John Woo movie. What is Hard Target? If you'd or have asked, face off. Uh, if you'd have asked me, fifteen years ago, it would have been face off. Yeah, but uh, I would say I would probably put on hard target before anything else. It's a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in and out. Knows what it is. Face off is a is a bit it's a bit more bloated. There's okay. a lot in it, and I enjoy it. I enjoy those performances way over the top. But I would probably put on hard target before I put on anything else. So okay. I'm going to say. Hard Target is my favourite John Woo movie. Okay, well, where does this one stack up compared to the the ones you've mentioned there? I would say Hard Target, Face Off, Hard Boiled, Mm -hmm. and then all the others. (laughs) (laughs) No, Broken Arrow. I've got a soft spot for Broken Arrow. It's not 
it's not the best. Um, I, I think that's mainly due to casting, um, you know, Christian Slater. I don't, I just, I enjoy some of his action stuff. I just don't buy him as an action star, really. I've always preferred Christian Slater when he's just kind of doing a Jack Nicholson impression, yeah. like in Heathers or... Um, having like a weird dual personality like in pump up the volume that's the kind of era yeah that's my favorite slater era i think that's best slater i don't fully buy him as an action guy no that's um, fair although i really like hard rain and i really like broken arrow but that's more to do with the the, the john wooness mm-hmm. um and you know hard rain i don't think it's got anything to do with john woo but but it starts with the word hard, so it's it might. We done. can't rule it out. It starts with the word hard, <laughs> and there are jet skis in it, plus boats. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I would rewatch it uh, anytime, anytime you want to put it on. Happy to watch it. And I think my three and a half will definitely go up to a four the next time, or a couple of times that I watch it, because I do that as well. The more I can watch a film, the, the better the score gets. Like my okay. five, five star movies are usually just reserved for ones I've seen. Yeah, rewatchability times. definitely yeah. is a factor for definitely. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably a good place to think about wrapping up then. So I just mm. want to mention one last John Woo quote that I found, mm. and that is he says, "Logic is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm shooting, I do what I feel. I'm free and open." He adds that he also has no love for film theory or proper film language and instead simply uses what he wants. I love it. I love it too. And if this film isn't the best example of that mm. quote, then I don't know what is. Good. Good for John Woo. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of yeah. our first episode on Hard Boiled. Um, and we would love it if you could tune in next time. Yeah, we're going where... a bit harder edge next time, aren't we? <laughs> we're... we're, we're... <laughs> We're going to immediately regret every choice we've made in life up to this moment as yeah. we cover not one, not two, not three, but all seven <laughs> Police Academy films. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, um, we're covering, and that includes, like you said, all of them. It includes every single one, even the shittest one. Includes uh, Police Academy One. It includes Police Academy Two. Don't name two. Don't don't you dare. <laughs> All right, well, I'll name them on the next episode. Okay, yeah, I'll allow it. All right. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice and come and shoot the shit with us on social media. All the links are in the description.